Live from the Average Joe Nation studios in St. Clair, Missouri, this is the Average Joe Podcast, a show that proves that in this crazy world, a combination of common sense and a C-plus average is actually a superpower. Sure, he's crazy, but what if he's right? Please welcome your host, Damon Gilbert. Oh, and it's a big news day today. Big news day today. That's right. We got the, the Russians uh, supposedly invading Ukraine, which I think is kind of comical because that's not what's going on, really. But I want to preface this whole thing. I want to get back and start from the beginning. First of all, I want to say I'm no fan of Putin, okay? I'm no fan of that, guys. He's a bad dude. KGB. He still lives in the Soviet Union, okay? This guy's not a progressive at all. He is a staunch communist, okay? That's what he wants. He doesn't want anything to do with the West. He doesn't like the way we run business. We do business over here. Communism and a democratic society cannot. I guess, coexist for the most part, especially when it's a superpower. It, it just can't be done. Okay? Back at the end of World War II, I think it was 1946, at that time, uh, Truman was given a study saying that uh, we have to, this had to do with Operation Paperclip, if you know anything about that, that's where we brought over uh, ex-German and Nazi scientists, which I, I, I disagreed with completely. I'm reading a book on it right now. These people were horrible people. Okay? Horrible. But we felt we had to do business with them because they had all the technology that had to do with nuclear weapons, space travel, biological warfare. Uh, go down the list. There's a whole laundry list of things that they had technology in and we were afraid the Russians were going to get it. Well, at the end of the day, when this was all said and done, that's a completely different story. But at the end of the day, there was a study done by, I can't remember who the guy's name was, but anyway, Truman had picked him to do this study. It took him a year or so to, to put it together. And they concluded that Russia, Soviet Union, whatever you want to call it, and the Americans were going to have to fight a war at some point. They were going to have conflict at some point. So I think that's still true today. That's why it's very, you've got to be very careful how you, how you deal with these people. Because Putin is nobody to be trifled with. And if you think that that idiot we've got in the White House right now, that, that stuffed shirt, that empty suit, the, the uh, deranged old man who's, who's worried about doing push-up contests when he, when he feels he's been emasculated, he wants to challenge you to this or challenge you to that. Uh, if you think that guy's going to handle this, dude, you are out of your mind. This is a really, really dangerous time for America right now. It really is. It really is. And it's over a piece of property, in my opinion, that most Americans couldn't pick out on a map. Okay? Does that make it insignificant? No, of course not. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is. I think we're making a mountain out of a molehill. Doesn't mean that it's insignificant. Yes, Russia should not be allowed to just take over 
parts of Eastern Europe or wherever for that, just at a whim, okay? I don't, I don't think that's a good idea, but here's the problem. And here's the, here's the, here's the paradox I don't understand, the, the complete hypocrisy of the White House right now. You're going to slam sanctions on, on Putin and Russia, okay? And the republics that he's gone into, which we'll get into that here in just a minute. Um, because they're saying he's invading Ukraine. Well, that's debatable. Now, I said he was never going to invade Ukraine. And I'm going to explain that in just a few minutes. Because I've told several people that. That I did not believe that he was going to invade Ukraine. But this guy is dangerous. Okay, you're playing with fire when you deal with this guy. So you got to be very careful, and you got to be very diplomatic, and you got to show him some force. He knows right now that we've got a buffoon running the country. Okay, because what what was the first thing? One of the very first things besides canceling Keystone, which is pipeline for the United States. What was the second thing he did as soon as Biden, Biden got into office? He took the sanctions off of Nord Stream 2. The Nord Stream 2 is a, is a pipeline that's 760 miles long, okay? It runs from uh, Russia to basically Eastern Europe and, and uh, Germany. That's where they're going to get natural gas and, and oil, okay? It's a big deal. It's supposed to go online in June of this year. First thing Biden does when he gets in office, he, he uh, cancels the Keystone pipeline, which is bringing natural resources down from Canada into the United States. We canceled that one because Trump wanted it. Okay. And he rescinded the sanctions on the Soviet or Soviet Union. God, it shows how old I am. Russia and Putin for Nord Stream 2. Trump had put sanctions, he had he had put sanctions in on Nord Stream 2. So naturally anything Trump did was evil. So we're going to do the exact opposite. Funny thing now is it seems to me that Nord Stream 2 sanctions, seems like that's what we're going to do now. Isn't that weird? That shows that the person who's in the White House right now, Joseph Biden, has no idea what he's doing. He is a buffoon. He's going, he may get us into a nuclear conflict. It may be a localized one, but I'm afraid that there's going to be some problems over this. Because from what I'm hearing, the chicken hawks are out in force. What I mean by a chicken hawk, I mean that's a politician who's never fired a gun, never been in battle of any kind, but has deep ties to the main the military industrial complex and wants to go to war. Okay, these are guys like Lindsey Graham, perfect example. Oh, I think uh, Donald Rumsfeld would have been another one. Uh, Cheney would have been another one. There, there were a whole host of them. These guys have never, they've never been in a fight before, a fist fight before. But at the drop of the hat, they want to go in with the military and basically kick somebody's ass. That's what they're after. So I don't have a lot of, uh, I don't have a lot of respect for these guys. They've never been in war. I've never been in war. You've probably never been in war. I've never had anybody shoot at me. I've never had a bomb go up off near me. They don't have any idea, and they don't care. See, that's the interesting thing. Lindsey Graham doesn't care about anybody, anybody's life. He's interested in the military-industrial complex making money. So, at the end of the day, I don't trust any of these people, and they're out in force right now. Fox has even jumped on board. They're, they're thinking maybe we need to do something about this. 
look, Russia, Russia at the end of the day has not invaded Ukraine, even if they come across the border, okay? In their estimation, and again, this may be all PR. This may be, and I'm sure it is, it's a reason for Russia to, in, to basically get into the fight. They've already been there. They've already been in Ukraine. Do you understand that? I said that a few weeks ago. Russia is already in Ukraine. If you want to call these breakaway provinces, these breakaway um, uh, countries, basically, because now they're calling, they're calling uh, uh, these two, they're calling it Donetsk People's Republic and uh, Luhansk People's Republic. They've been fighting a battle with Ukraine since 2014. Okay, this was under the Biden or the uh, Barack Obama administration and Joe Biden. Okay, this has been going on forever. It's been going for eight years, and nobody said a word. It was okay for uh, apparently it was okay for Russia to invade in uh, 2014 because we had a black man in office. Okay, I guess that's what this is all about. At the end of the day, we certainly can't fault him for this because he's a black man and they can do no wrong. Okay, now Biden, he's he wants to act like he's the tough guy. He says that you know you want to you want me in charge. Back in February of 2020, when he was on the campaign trail, he's bragging about how he used to go toe to. He's he's the only candidate that's gone toe to toe with uh, with uh, uh, you know Vladimir Putin. Well, that may be that may be true to some degree that you're the only one that's been dealing with him. But at the end of the day, you didn't do much of a job because he walked in and took over these two these two breakaway republics. Okay, now, now if Russia does in fact go all the way to Kiev, if they cross the the DMZ, basically the the line that separates Ukraine from these breakaway republics, I will say I was wrong about Russia invading Ukraine. Until then, I'm not going to do that because it's very possible that the very fact that Russia is now in this area. They say they're going in for peacekeeping reasons. And I find that <clears throat> I find that amazing because that's I think that's basically what the Americans said about Iraq and Afghanistan. So he's throwing that in our face too. He's making Biden look he, he's making Biden his bitch is basically what he's doing. He's 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 using the very terms that you use for imperialism and expanding your empire that the Americans did. He's using the very same one. Now, again, do I support him on this? Absolutely not. I, I think he should stay out of there. But at the end of the day, he may be, just for the fact that they're there, it may cut down on the fighting between Ukraine and these breakaway republics. So he's, he's actually recognized these as republics. That's what he did the day before he invaded he said, these are republics. I'm going in to help them out. Okay? And what he's doing is he's bringing in his, his military. But in essence, Russia's already been there. Most of these are Russian separatists that are in both of these, these republics. Okay? He's already there. And if you want to blame anybody, blame Clinton back in 91. Clinton's the one that made the deal with if Ukraine would give up their nuclear weapons, that we would give them support and, this, you know, and, and certain concessions. Uh, they turned over their, their nuclear weapons to us and, and the Soviet Union. Now they have no deterrent whatsoever. So if you want to blame anybody, you can blame Clinton, you know, Bill Clinton. That's, that's what it all uh, boils down to. Yeah. 
I mean, it's Donbass. This is, this is Ukrainian soil. I mean, I'll give you that. But saying that, saying that they're, they're uh, you know, actually part of Ukraine, is, it's not, it's, it's disingenuous, okay? Yeah, it really is. So we'll see what happens. It's, it's going to be interesting because uh, I, don't trust, I don't trust Biden at all. Uh, and, and, and apparently yesterday I saw the video. Uh, he sent, he sent uh, cackling uh, Kamala over there to try and, I don't know what he sent her over there for. That was a suicide mission in my book. And I'm no fan of hers. But he sent her over there. He, he set her up to fail is what he did. And now I don't know what's going to happen on March 1st when he gives the State of the Union address. I, I think this is all basically a wag the dog situation. He wants there to be focus taken off what's going on in America. So he doesn't have to address those things. State of the Union will be specifically about the so-called invasion of Ukraine. All right, that's all it's going to be about. He may touch on a couple of other items, but for the most part, he's going to take credit for this, and he's going to take credit. He's going to take credit for deterring this. See, if 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 uh, Putin doesn't invade Ukraine, which I mean, going across that DMZ, he doesn't go across that. Clint, or, uh, Biden's going to want to use that and 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 say that that's a win. I really believe. I really believe that. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know how we're going to get out of this. Yeah, you got Lindsey Graham saying, "Oh, we need to crush the ruble, destroy Russia's gas and and oil industry." What are you insane? What do you think? You think Putin's going to take that lion down? His stock market just dropped today over this. So their economy is going to be hurting over this. Why he did this, I really don't know. I, I guess he's testing Biden. He could pull these troops out immediately if he wants to. There's nothing that's going to keep him. He may just go in there, try to be a referee for a little while, try to work a deal out with Ukraine where they stop fighting, maybe leave some troops there, and he may go home. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, long range, you can't figure these tyrants out. You know, it, and I'll tell you right now, Putin's a tyrant you don't want to do, you don't want to screw with. This guy, this guy is not to be trifled with. And him going up against the old man who's Looney Tunes is, that's not even a fair fight, okay? Problem is he's going to end up dragging the United States into this. It's to some level if, if, it, gets, if it gets hot is what I'm saying. And I, and I don't think Americans are going to like that, sending their children over again to an area five or six thousand miles away to die for something we it has absolutely no significance to americans I, I think that's wrong i do i was against the iraq war i was against the invasion of afghanistan i'm against this okay i'm not saying you, if it comes up to your border it's one thing and apparently we don't care about the, our border if you look at the southern border right now but i'm just saying if if tanks are rolling and they're invading on a, on a coastline, <clears throat> then we have to put up a fight. Outside of that, and, and, and if they're picking on one of our allies, maybe you have to do it then. Ukraine's really not one of our allies, so, so to speak. They're not, a, they're not a member of NATO, and they never will be at this point. That's not going to happen. Basically, what Putin is wanting is a buffer zone between him and the NATO allies, and that's basically what this boils down to, I think. 
But again, I don't want, I don't, you know, people are going to say, well, you said that they wouldn't invade. Well, and I stand by that because technically they have, he already owns this part. Okay. And he's been there for years. So anyway, that's all I got right now. And uh, we will talk again tomorrow. Right now we're going to go, well, we'll talk here in a second. I'm going to do the news right quick. I'm going to go over some items that I think are interesting. And we'll be, I'll be right back. If you think he's crazy, then what do we consider the rest of the world? You're listening to the Average Joe Podcast with Damon Gilbert. Okay, the first uh, item I want to get to today, I've got 10 of them today again that I saw that are interesting that you may or may not know about, but uh, I'm going to give you my take on these. And remember, I want to make sure I'm clear on this. This is all commentary, all right? These are my opinions. That's, that's all. I'm not saying you got to believe them. I'm just giving you the way I look at it, all right? Uh, let's see. Number one, Kyle Rittenhouse is going to file lawsuits against just about everybody that exists in mainstream media. All right. He's going to sue Whoopi Goldberg. I think he's going to uh, sue the Young Turks and Jink Uger. Uh, several of them. I think he's going after NBC. I think he's going to file a lawsuit against the president. <clears throat> Good luck with that, Kyle. That's all I can say. I hope you got deep pockets because I don't know that you're going to win that one. All right. Libel and slander is pretty hard to prove, and I don't know that it actually, it may have, it may have affected you financially. I, I don't know. I, I'm afraid that somebody, uh, uh, a shyster lawyer is using this kid. I really do. Uh, he's got, he's had his, 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 you know, 15 minutes of fame, so to speak. And again, I agree with everything he did. I just think it's kind of stupid to run into a, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, riot like that with an, uh, you know, with, with an AR. I, I just don't think that's a good idea, but there again, he had every right to, you know. Now, whether or not he wins on these, I don't know. This could go on for years, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. <clears throat> Number two, uh, Canada, uh, I guess the uh, Canadian government has denied bail to the Freedom Convoy organizer. I believe her name, or, her name is Tamara Locks, I believe it is. Anyway, they, uh, I think it was a $5,000 bond to get out. And they're going to hold her because they think she's going to cause more trouble. It's the same thing as the January 6th uh, insurrectionists, right? They're holding them because they don't want those people going out and saying, you know, talking about what they've done. They don't want anybody. They don't want anybody. They want everybody to be scared of taking a stand because otherwise you're going to be in jail forever. That's what they're trying to do. That's what they're trying to scare everyone. Now, what happens with this, this new convoy that's coming from the, the West Coast that's going to end up in D.C.? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, to say that I would not be surprised to see you know, federal troops in the streets and violence. It, it's Biden in office, folks. I don't know. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, I feel sorry for this gal, and I feel sorry for these truckers, and I was very proud of what they did. But Canadians got to remember, you voted for this lunatic. Okay, his 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 dad was Fidel Castro. Believe me, that gene does not fall very far from the tree. Now, this tyrant, this way, he's a tyrant at the end of the day. There's no other way to, to explain or describe this guy. He is a lunatic. He's completely off the grid. Off, I mean, he's off the, the board completely. But Parliament went ahead and, and voted in favor of all the sanctions and all the. Uh, 
emergency powers act that he has uh, asked for. So there you go. Canada, I guess, is going to have to live with it for a while. You know, apparently Democrats down here in the, in the United States are overwhelming in favor of stealing people's money. Uh, no matter what, you, know, you have no right to protest at all unless it's their protest. If it's something they believe in, then you can protest. But if it's something in, a, in opposition to what they believe in, then you can't. Okay, that's the rule. That's the new rule, and everybody needs to know that. Okay, and, and also, if a Democrat has a, a thought, okay, and they have an opinion, that has to be your opinion, or you are a, war, a white supremacist and a Nazi. Okay. Is that clear? I think we need to make sure that that rule is known far and wide because that's how it works now. You have no expression, you have no free expression whatsoever in the United States anymore because if it doesn't line up with the left's lunacy, then you are a white supremacist or even worse. Okay? So glad we got that straight. Yeah, because in, in my number three is as most Dems in, in, uh, uh, are in favor. Of Trudeau's actions, sixty-five percent of them, sixty-five percent of Democrats that were polled said they're in favor of this very thing. So, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain that. I, I really don't. You can't defend it. It's impossible to defend. These people are stupid. It's that simple. They, they're lemmings. I'm sure that the same sixty-five percent have all gotten the vaccine and are gladly going to go up and get the the booster and the next vaccine we're going to have in November. And on and on and on. Okay, they have no ability to think independently. They just don't. Dems need to be led around by the nose. That's just it's that simple. And they believe everything they hear if it comes from a left-leaning news organization. They believe it all. No discussion, no questions. Absolutely 100% accurate. Yeah, they have not. They do not have a curious bone in their body. They love this. Okay, because they don't have to think. They don't have to think at all. All right, moving on. Former director of National uh, Intel, John Jonathan Radcliffe, says the U.S. government possesses a wealth of info that proves Trump slash Russia collusion was BS. Well, there's a surprise. Can you imagine that? The federal government would withhold information that makes them look like dipshits. I can't imagine that. I mean, John Radcliffe, very smart guy, director of National Intelligence. He's probably a scumbag at some level. That would be my guess. You don't get those jobs by being a nice guy. But he even had, he's even saying that they have overwhelming evidence that proves that this was all nonsense. Well, no kidding, right? What do you think Durham's doing? Okay, that's, that's why he's coming out and saying, hey, they, they made this up. Clinton, Hillary Clinton, was at the center of this. She should be in jail today. She should be the one that doesn't have any uh, bail. But that's not how the world works anymore. It just doesn't. Uh, it's a sad state of affairs. I, I hope the Durham, the Durham uh, probe continues on, and I hope these people are taken down. I don't have a whole lot of uh, uh, confidence that Hillary is going to be involved in that because I still think she's going to run for president in 2024. I think that's what this is all about. And I want to I tell everybody that. I know people are laughing when I say that because I've heard it before. You never ever underestimated Clinton. And believe me, everything she does is for a reason. None of this is just by happenstance. None of it's just by, oh, knee-jerk reactions. No. Everything that woman does, 
And believe me, I'm no fan of hers. I can't stand her. I think she's the Antichrist at the end of the day. But believe me, she is a she is calculating and she has a team of people around her who know how to do things. And believe me, she is a politician to the core. An evil one. She knows how to get things done. So we'll see. We'll see. And I will stand corrected if I find out that she doesn't make it. But I'm telling you, that broad's going to run. Okay. Uh, something else that's making a different turn here. This jumping on a different uh, situation. But a jury found three, uh, three men sentenced to life for murder, murdering that uh, 25-year-old kid from, uh, I believe it was, it was in a southern state. Uh, his name was Ahmad Arbery, I believe it was. So they're, they're trying to, they found him guilty of federal hate crimes. I don't like hate crimes. It, it's stupid. It's either a crime or it's not. It, hate crimes, there is, no, there is no definition of hate crimes. That's made up, okay? If you murder someone and they're dead, they're still dead. It doesn't matter why you did it. But nonetheless, that's a completely different story. But here's what I find interesting about this. Locally, in my local newscasts, and I've heard this around the country, uh, let's say there's a shooting in a bad part of the neighborhood. They never mention the color of the, or in the description especially. If they, if they say, well, he was, a, you know, he was six foot one uh, wearing a hoodie, uh, that's it. That's all we're going to tell you. I've heard this over and over again. Instead of saying he was black, you know, he had a, no, they never do that. Never do that if it's black or Asian or Hispanic anymore. We don't even mention that, okay? Especially, and what's funny is even if you're looking for the guy, they don't say anything. They say, well, he's a, he's a male, 6'1", six, six around 25 to uh, you know, 27 years old. That's it. No description? Was he purple, black? Well, I mean, what is it? No. But in this, in this instance, you know what they said? It said a jury found three white men, and they sentenced them to life, and they are guilty of federal hate crimes for the murder of a 25-year-old black man. Don't you find that interesting? That in this particular story, we could use their race and the color of their skin because it was white men who were sentenced to life for murder, okay? That's amazing. I, I find that, maybe I'm the only one that sees that, but I find that interesting. Well, let's see, number six, Trump's Truth Social is really in for a fight. They were number one on the Apple Store yesterday as far as apps that were downloaded. Uh, look for that to go away. I, I imagine they'll be banned from uh, Apple, uh, probably Google, Amazon. And the thing is, the thing is, if you can't be on an app and you're not, you, you, you're not, you're not uh, on an app that's available, you're pretty much dead in the water. So we'll see how this all plays out. Well, is this just a, some kind of a, a ruse by Trump to be able to sue Apple, Google, and Amazon? I don't know. It could be. It could be. But I can guarantee you he'll be kicked off of Apple's before too long because you can't be number one right out of the gate. I, I looked the other day. I, I went on there uh, and got in line. At the time I got in line, I was 244,000 in line. Okay. Now, this morning, it dropped a half. I'm still 150,000 
I mean, that's a hell of a hell of a line to be in, isn't it? Yeah. So we'll see how that all plays out. Ah, let's see. Number seven. 2022 Olympics were a ratings disaster for NBC. I mean, I blew freaking who as far as I'm concerned. I can't stand NBC anyway. But they spent $7.75 billion. And I mean, they flushed it down the toilet, folks. Nobody was watching this thing. I mean, the ratings were cut in half. And you can't sell advertising on that. People are going to want their money back. Okay? Because you're guaranteeing them a certain amount of viewership. And if you can't come up with that, a lot of these contracts are written that way. Well, I get my money back then, right? So we'll see what happens. It's going to be, I, I, I couldn't happen to a better network as far as I'm concerned. Couldn't happen to a better one. You, you're, you're promoting an Olympics in a country that's the world's worst for human rights and, you know, human trafficking, slavery, and all that. We're, what, we're supposed to go celebrate the Olympics with these guys? I didn't think that's what the Olympics stood for. So I couldn't care less. Didn't watch a second of it. And I have no intentions of ever watching it again. Okay. And I hope the rest of you feel the same way. It's a waste of time. Uh, let's see. Number eight. Oh, yeah. The CNN saga continues. Okay. Cuomo, Gloss, and Zucker. This, this scandal is a freaking mess, man. There's suits and countersuits. And I mean, and CNN's right at the middle of it. And they're afraid they're going to have to pay out mega bucks to half a dozen people not only that but they've got they've got uh, child sex trafficking issues because they've had producers uh, arrested for that very thing it just goes on and on that is a that is a i don't know what i i don't know why discovery channel would want to buy this i really don't <coughs> i really don't understand you why you'd want to do that why in god's name would you want to purchase a broadcasting company that this has these many troubles. I mean, it just goes on and on. And I'm sure, I'm sure Discovery's probably writing in it. I, I would imagine the lawyers are working at it right now going, hey, we'll buy this and we'll take it over. But this, all this trouble is yours, AT&T. Good luck with that. Okay. We're not getting involved in this and we're certainly not taking it on. So we'll see how that all plays out too. I it's kind of funny to watch. Ah, uh, let's see. Okay, yeah, ex uh, uh, OHS chief. Uh, that's that's border. He's he's an ex chief. All right, and he's saying on the Biden border policy, it's the worst humanitarian security crisis ever seen. Now, you wonder why this Ukraine thing's on every on the front page of every newspaper and on every TV screen. That may have something to do with it. I'm just saying. Call me wacky, all right? Call me wacky that they would pull something like this. Oh, let's see, number 10. This is interesting. Former Pfizer VP, his name is Dr. Michael Yearden, Y-E-A-D-O-N, says, now this is a guy that was spent 32 years in R&D research at Pfizer. This guy knows what he's talking about. He says the vaccine is toxic, okay? He says that the, uh, he said that it's a genetic vaccine. It can't work. And it carries risks. He says it was toxic by design. That's pretty scary when it's it's somebody who's putting out the the uh, uh, you know the uh, vaccine, and he worked for that company, and he's probably got huge amounts of stock in it. And he's saying that it's toxic by design. How about that? 
Yeah. So anyway, that's about all I've got today. I did want to talk about one other thing before we go, and that is there was a freshman congressman. Trying to remember what her name was. She's GOP, of course, so she's she's a lunatic, right? If you know, if you're talking to your Democratic friends or something. Uh she's from South Carolina. And right now she's demanding uh she's demanding some answers from the US Department of Health and Human Services about why the federal agency hasn't promoted the use of nasal uh spray to treat and prevent COVID. And I think that's a valid point. Because uh, well, I can tell you why, if you really want to know. It's because Nasal sprays are not very, uh, they don't make a lot of money. It's not much of a profit margin. Now, even if it, even if it's, even if it's effective, we really don't care about that. We really don't. So they've been going after this one company that makes this particular, uh, nasal spray. I actually have it. It may have helped me prevent me from getting the, getting the virus. But anyway, it's Xlear. It's XL. E-A-R, and they've, they've had lawsuits filed against them to keep, to suppress their advertisement, because they're saying, they're saying it actually does work on, uh, for nasal hygiene, and it, it prevents, it can prevent, um, you know, the uh, COVID-19. It's actually used around the world, and it's funny, because now all of a sudden, they're the bad guy, but nonetheless, uh, and, and, and interestingly enough, the vaccine has never been cleared like that either. But, so they're, they're saying that the very rules that they've made up for this company are rules they're not abiding by. So I find that interesting. Anyway, that's all I got today. And remember, it's the 22nd of February, and Joe Biden is definitely the worst president in American history. No doubt about it. So let's go, Brandon. As always, thanks for listening to The Average Joe Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at www.averagejoenation.media and follow us on social media. Remember, if you haven't told all your friends, you're wrong. <laughs>